Hi everyone, this is the Hearsay Podcast. My name is Saya and this is episode number 72. I hope you're all doing well and hanging in there wherever you are listening from. This podcast chat is with Ian Kenny, or Kenny as his friends call him, the singer from the band Birds of Tokyo. Kenny and I chatted in early September, just before Birds of Tokyo were about to play the AFL Grand Final halftime show. So there's lots of chat about that, and you'll be pleased to know that they nailed it and there were no mistakes to be heard. Uh, from me anyway. Birds of Tokyo have a new single out called Superglue. Go check it out and hopefully a new album at some point soon. Kenny's Strange Show experience was illustrated by Edie Newman, and I love this picture. You can see more of her awesome artwork on Instagram at anemone underscore ears, which is A-N-E-M-O-N-E underscore ears. As always, you can see all artwork for the podcast on Instagram at Hearsay Podcast or on the Hearsay Facebook page. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen uh, if you want to. And thank you so much for all your nice comments on there. If you want to leave me one, I would love it. Okay, enjoy this one. Hearsay number 72 with Ian Kenny. How's it going? I'm doing really well, thanks. Really well. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Where are you in the world? I'm in the WA. I'm in the southwest corner. So there's a region called the Margaret River region and I'm, yeah. I'm down that way. I'm like, it's like three hours, three hours south of Perth. Is that Dunsborough? Yeah. So yeah, I'm in Dunsborough. Cool. I always say Margaret River because no one knows where Dunsborough <laughs> is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunsborough. I only know Dunsborough because I think I've played some shows with Regurgitator there, but I don't know why. Is that a place people play? I feel like we've played there at some point. Yeah, you would have. There was a, an infamous tavern called Three Bears, which I reckon that back, sounds in, familiar. back in the day you would play there with Gurge for sure. It's now called the Dunsborough Tav. It's kind of the same thing, but it's kind of not. But yeah, back then it was called Three Bears. Yeah. All right. What's the vibe in Dunsborough? Oh, it's pretty mellow. It's pretty chill. Um, yeah, we just I just surf, um, enjoy craft beers. I mean, there's a good community here. It's sort of pretty coastal living, to be honest. Everyone's pretty mellow. Although, I say that, I guess that's kind of the vibe, but it's a pretty sort of creative hub here as well. There's a bit of music happening here and a bit of bits and pieces. So, What's the COVID vibe? Oh, to be honest, we we got out of it pretty lightly. I mean, in the very beginning, what was that, March? 2020 when it all sort of hit I think we were locked down for four weeks yeah similar to Brisbane we've been so lucky yeah and that was kind of it I mean we've had a week or so here and there if that but relatively untouched so yeah that's great and you're you're just about to play the bloody grand final that's so exciting it's huge yeah it's one of those gigs where um like when you get the offer you're like hell yes and then you're like how are we going to make this happen (laughs) how are we going to do this this is going to be huge um yeah we've done we've been fortunate enough to do one before we did the grand final i think in 2014 and they've also was also played the um 
what's that match where Essendon plays Collingwood? Anzac Day. Yeah. At the Anzac G as Day. well, which is a very yeah. similar affair. So we've sort of had a few cracks at it, so we kind of know, know what to expect. But, you know, there's such pressure cooker moments. Like they're so – the scope of the whole thing. Yeah, when you think how many people are watching and yeah. how are you not going to fuck this up? Yeah, there's like – like, oh, like, oh, it's only 62,000 people here today and 3.2 million viewers. And I'm like, didn't need to know any of that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that's <laughs> fucked. Um, yeah. Do you worry about fucking up? Do you get stage fright? No, not anymore. Um, the nerves are gone. It's more, uh, I think it's more anticipation. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, all right, we're about to go. And then minutes count down and then you're like literally walking on stage and you're like, Oh, we're here now. Let's 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 get it done, you know? Yeah. Do your nervous yeah. poos and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, we all have our own weird little nervous ticks that we I think we do. <laughs> You've got to just tick them off before you actually go there out on stage, right? Yeah. It's all just the, the yeah. stupid shit that happens in band rooms. What's but... your um what's your pre grand final tick? Um I did weird things like like I think I think tea I think warm tea is good for your voice, right? Yes. Been told that. So I'll make a cup of tea, or I'll make two, two cups of tea, right, with with honey and stuff, or whatever. Oh, and I always like cut off the beers or whatever I'm drinking at a certain point. I have like one or two, to be honest, and I'll just cut that off and go, cool. Here's the tea. This is tea time. It's tea time, yep. and I'll make a couple of teas. And sometimes I've got two or three in the go, and sometimes I'll just try. One of each, I'm like, oh, that's really nice. And sometimes I never, I just don't drink them at all. And I've gone, and I've yeah. gone off and done done the show and completely forgot about the tea. So I've got a bit of a weird tea. Yeah, <laughs> tea just make the on. tea. It'll help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so yeah. funny. I've got like a nightmare story of a really big gig. Thankfully, it was just before I was in Regurgitator. The keyboard player before me tripped over the backing track cable. And it was like a really backing track heavy song that Regurgitator were playing live. Um, on TV, isn't it the worst when you when your backing tracks drop out? And like you say, I feel you on that because some some songs are quite dependent on it, and those yeah. ones when they go, it's just like you're just standing there and your jock's going, "Yep, this does not sound the way it's supposed to sound." You everyone looks at everyone. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> "All right, cool, keep playing, just keep playing." But you know what? I reckon the audience just doesn't notice things like that. I think it's only really when you know what's meant to be there that you notice. Totally. And I think I think you try not to get too thrown by those moments or precious about those moments because I've seen some of my heroes like Radiohead and stuff like that completely train wreck songs. Yeah. In fr- in front of huge crowds and, and and I'm like, "Ah, happens <laughs> to you too." I'm like, "That's right." Ah. I feel like I feel okay about this. <laughs> Don't you think those are also the moments that you remember and the moments that are special? Yeah, I love 100%. that. Hundred percent. Yeah, I love that. It's like oh, I just witnessed something that didn't go to plan, and that was kind of cool. All right. Yeah. And I love and I love seeing. There's, there's, there's something in me as, as the type of person I am. I guess I just love seeing people just seeing how they handle a really shit situation. I watch like watching people squirm or not squirm. Either way, it's like yeah. totally. Well done, well done. Do you have like a little thing that you do if if you forget a word or if you fuck something up? Do you um do you go like oh sorry guys or do you try and hide it? <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. And I reckon if the dudes in the band hear this or see this, they'll um they'll give me <laughs> shit about it because I forget lyrics 
All the time. Do you? Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, all the time. And somehow my brain just makes it to the millisecond. I'm like, oh, that's right. It goes like this. But if I do forget it or something happens, I'll always reach for my in-ears belt pack. Like, oh, weird. Something <laughs> dropped out. <laughs> I'm just, just so full of shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was weird. What was I'll just keep singing like, all right, this is how the song goes again. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> like, look at the foldback guy. Yeah, and I'm always like throwing eyes, totally throwing eyes off stage going, is everything cool? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's totally that. me. And I reckon our crew by now is sitting there just going, mm-hmm, not us, buddy. That's, that's, all, that's all you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I think I'm not good at hiding it when I fuck up, but I, I think I laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very it's very hard to hide it. I think. Yeah. Naturally, we even though this is what we shouldn't do as performers, mm. we naturally draw attention to it. It's just yes. what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that there's no um, issues with your in ears on the grand final day. Everybody touch wood. Everyone touch some yeah. sort of wood here. Yes, yeah, beautiful. There we go. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Um, but let's talk about, like, you've got a new single out called Super Glue. Um, is, does that mean there's an album a-coming? There will be an album a-coming, although we're just taking it one thing at a time at the moment. The mm. band, you know, in the last, geez, 12 months, we really haven't had, had access to each other. We all live in different states. Um, it's been proving a bit difficult with the way borders and stuff have been. So just one thing at a time. We've got, a like, a you know, a slab of music sort of sitting over here. It's in very different bits and pieces. That'll come together. I think that's a next year thing. Um, yeah, this just, just just came together quite naturally and felt really good um, and we just couldn't sit on it. It's It feels great, so we just put it out. Tell me how, if you're all in different cities, how did the song come together? Came together... Basically, we've all got our own studios or little spaces where we live um, and myself and Adam came, sort of broke the back of the idea, geez, going back months ago and thought, yeah, cool, this is a vibe. Um, and the initial core of the song came together really quick. The whole movement, basically the structure and the basic lyric came pretty pretty quick. Um, but from there, we had to sort of flesh it out and we just basically sent parts back and forth to each other bunch of files back and forth for a few months until we got the song up to scratch and kind of knew what this song was meant to be. And we went in and we all recorded our parts separately in different studios in different states. I mean, even when I was recording vocal with um, a producer I use in Perth, I had our actual producer, Scott Horscroft, on a Zoom screen here and then Adam, our guitarist, on another zoom screen here and we were recording everything through audio movers which is you know just sort of live tracking platform that works quite well um if you mm. if you need to do it in these situations and yeah and that was that was sort of all very new for us doing it this way yeah i just um i just finished a record and i did all of the mixing remotely um with my friend in melbourne and we yeah, it was really interesting, like actually having mixing sessions where you'd be on the you'd be on the phone and then listen to you know, listen to the levels live. And yeah, it was so, it's such a different way of working. But I wonder if that's just what we all have to get used to now. That's just the way it's going to be. Well, that's the thing. In, in one way, I'm like, oh man, is this the future? Do I never have to leave yeah. home again? I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> this part of it is amazing. But I also yeah. too really 
really crave and love uh, sharing creative space with the people I like to share that with. So it's really important, totally. I think, just, just as songwriters. So, yeah, we'll just see where we go. We'll just yeah. wait for things to come back to the new normal, whatever that's going to be. That's right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever the fuck that is. Oh, but if I, I imagine it must be weird because you're like quite a heavy touring band or have been in the past. It must be such an adjustment to not be on tour and not get to promote this single or the album last year for that matter. Yeah, That was the thing, man. That was all su- such new ways to try and figure out how to breathe life into you know, new, new records and new songs, especially on the, on the promo side. Like we dropped uh, Human Design, our last record. Mm. Oh, God, I think it was the ninth of March in 2020. And then a week later, it all the country yeah. just shut down, like everything shut down. So... It was like, cool. So it was just to figure out how to way to do that. But that was, that was all good. And the touring thing, you know, we love it. And the band too as well. It really, really enjoys sort of holding that space um, as a band. So we miss it. Um, although in the beginning, it's starting to pinch now because we all really want to get back to it. We're missing it, you know. But um, yeah. in the beginning, it was kind of good in a way. That's the first time we've had a break like that off our touring schedule in about 14 years. So that wow. side of thing, it was time at home, time to sort of recharge and reset a few things, finish yeah. a few projects, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Paint the house, hang out oh, with your family. Man. Yeah. Oh, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> it's weird. I don't miss playing at all. I don't know what that is. I think that's maybe just I needed a break or something. But maybe, yeah, it is feeling like it might be time to do something again. But now there's just no option. I mean, you guys get to you get to play this massive show, which I'm sure will be a thrill. Um, but then, you know, you won't be able to do like your your single tour of Australia. That must be so weird. That stuff's going to have to wait. And, and I, I think, like you know, when you when you when you do accept the terms, like okay, we can't tour. I think you're right. Sometimes, like you know what, I'm just going to put whole tour into the back of my mind. Maybe I won't miss mm. it. And then, of course, you fill your time and your life with other things. And I think what's made us miss it is that, um, geez, a month ago, we got to do a, a WA tour because you can sort of tour here. And we went right up and it was a very deliberate tour that was there to access a whole bunch of the regional parts of WA. And it was really cool because they probably haven't had a lot of music in the last year and there was just a, a vibe. But just playing alone... I think that just reconnecting on that tour, that's what's probably in my mind right now about missing it. I'm like, oh, that's right. It's fun yeah, and people it like fun. it. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. So, What do you think about promotion and providing content? Like if we're just sort of stuck on the internet promoting stuff, have you guys been thinking about that stuff or is it gross? It's a bit gross. We, we, we have to have a team that has to encourage us to do it because we're just not really those types of dudes. Although I kind of, even when we get things right, like something that's kind of, we make a bit of fun of ourselves or whatever, I kind of like throwing that sort of stuff out around promo and trying not to take it too seriously. But then again, it's, it's this other thing where people are just like, you know, if you can sort of drum up something, it might just help people really hear this song and help it connect in a time where you can't do anything else. It's yeah. just it's just so weird. What kind of things are you doing or planning on doing? Um we while we keep filming constantly filming ourselves doing stupid stuff and recording different things, <laughs> so we've got a bunch of content for that. Um it's so funny we've just 
clicked onto this whole TikTok thing. And if I'm being honest, oh, gosh. We're, 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 we're staring at the doorway and we're, we're all like, hmm, is this something we need to do? <laughs> like, we really want to do this. So I, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. It's all very new to us. Um, and we've always stayed clear of those sort of things. So we'll yeah. just see how it goes with all that, you know? Um, it's weird, isn't it? You feel like I've never felt more old than when I try and do that stuff. <laughs> That's so true. Hey? But then again, I always feel that too. I'll tell you, but then again, once you get your head around maybe what it is or how to use it, I sometimes like the actual tech aspect of it. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But is it? But you got to like say, is, is that is that us? <laughs> Are we going to do this? Like, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Speaking of tech stuff, um, what is Dive, the video game? And can you do another one of those? Oh, good question. Dive, the video game, is a game that Glenn, our um, keys dude and bandmate, he made. Glenn's into coding. He's got a passion for coding. He's into many things. Right. I don't know where his coding is going to go, but he can make video games. It's sick. So he made one. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had a hell of a time doing it too. It crashed on him so many times and there was oh, a bit no. of a deadline <laughs> to a point leading you know, to the release of the clip and all that. And he was like, oh, I've got to get this right. Blah, blah, blah. And, he, and, he, <laughs> and, he, and he crushed it. But uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe he can make another one at some point. I don't know. Some kind of super glue video game would be cool. I was just thinking that. He's such a talented bastard, though. He'll probably just level up and do something else that's super cool. But like, all right, nice. <laughs> Don't you hate those people that can do everything? Yeah, he, he is that guy, actually. He My brother's me. one of those guys. My brother made me an app for my um, second album release that had like, it was all, it looked like, um, it had like little samples from the record and you could play them live and it was so great. But now, like, there's been a million Apple updates since then and we haven't yeah. updated it, so it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Which is kind of beautiful. <laughs> it's a moment in time. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But can we talk about songwriting? So I know we've spoken a bit about, like, remote songwriting, but I'm really interested at how other people do it. Because I know there's several songwriters in your band, but when you do it, do you often feel a compulsion to to write or do you feel like... There's an intention when you start? I think it's more of a compulsion these days. I used to um, think that it was best just to sit with a piece of music and, and, and wait for the moment to come, wait for the inspiration to come. And that is a thing. That totally is a thing. And that's a great space to start your art from. Totally it is. Or your songwriting. These days, I don't really subscribe to that so much anymore. I just try and get in. And if I know we've got a bunch of pieces of music and there's some writing to be done I'll go in every day and write um and sometimes it's it's shit and sometimes something sticks I'm like okay cool that's the thing I'm definitely coming back to that and I just sort of build that way and just kind of keep at it um until we've basically got enough and once you've got a few things I find that stick together then the intention of the whole thing whether it's an actual track or it's going to be a record then it starts to reveal itself and from there, it's all just, you know, at that point for us, it's just basic chord structures and we've got a bit of a sketches and some structures to some songs um, and their treatments. They've got basically the full band in on them, their demos, I guess, at that point. Mm. And from there, I'll always have, usually, have a good bunch of melodies there to stick things together. 
and from there it's just double down on lyrics um which i think which i've i work out pretty hard these days i i didn't in the beginning i didn't really care too much about lyrics i just uh, as long as it was something that i thought was good enough and if i threw it at the dartboard it sort of hit the wall somewhere i just didn't yeah. give a shit yeah. but <laughs> these days i'm a i put a bit of bit more thought into it they're just more important to me these days yeah me too don't you think it's funny when you hear stories about people going into the studio like spending a lot of money at abbey road or something and not having the lyrics finished i feel like i hear those stories all the time like oh yeah i just wrote them that morning or (laughs) i would never do that Uh, yeah me neither what does that say about us are we too we we like we like too much control. Do we like our things the way we need them to be? I don't know, but yeah, I I totally feel the same. I like I'm okay with going in with things open ended. Like maybe at ninety percent, there's another ten percent sure. to go. But going in without having the lyrics, oh no, I would I'd shit the bed for sure. Yeah, I'd shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe I'm just also very German and need everything to be you know. Everything must be in a tight box and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say that's what it is. But then again, that that stuff can can uh, can get you into some good places as well. So nothing wrong with that. I guess so. Open to suggestion is good, but being prepared, I find really important. But everyone works differently, I suppose. Yeah, and that is the beauty of songwriting. I think, and I'm still learning. I think the whole band is still learning oh, each, for each sure, time we yeah. we kind of get a piece together. There's always some. We always find a different way to do something or. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's crazy. It is. It's witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're witches. That's what we are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your last record, you've said quite openly that it was sort of used as a tool to process some pretty intense emotions and some intense things that happened in your life. Do you think that that's opened a bit of a floodgate to be a bit more personal with your lyrics? I think it has. What I've found is that if you can reach a place where you're okay with exposing enough of yourself that you haven't before, that can really open up some pathways and some really connecting stuff for other people. And that's what I love about music. Once you put songs out into the world, it's amazing how they can make other people feel and what they can do for other people. I just think that's such a, a, a beautiful medicine, if that's what it is. So, yeah, you can. Um, and it's not always easy to get there to hit those points. But I feel like, yeah, I kind of lifted the lid of something. I think emotionally, yeah, we're all, we're all not the best communicators. <laughs> and thank <laughs> Christ we've got music to get get through things when you need them. Because if we didn't, Absolutely. oh, fuck, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> like, you know. yeah. I think it's beautiful and it must have been nice as a band to be maybe to be a bit more vulnerable with each other and discuss some, you know, feelings. It's huge. It's a huge thing. And I think for us it actually healed a lot of stuff for, for as well. Like for a band who's been together for like 16 years or whatever, just mm. knowing that. Where if we need to, we've got somewhere safe to start something, and we there's a bit of encouragement too to open those chests and pry them open and and, and get them on. So, and it became a very free flowing, very um, comfortable, safe place to heal. I think, which is That's which is great. Good. Do you feel like those wounds will be opened 
when you like the the wounds from your song lyrics might be opened when you sing them live or do you think they were sort of a moment in time and they're still helping you process I wish they were I wish they were that but <laughs> they they're not each mm. not every night but most nights when you're singing those songs man it takes me back to ground zero with those things hey mm. And it's weird. Yeah. I often worry about that when I see friends writing breakup records or something. I go, oh, that must be then such a drag to sing that song every night. <laughs> yeah, it, it can be. Sometimes on the night you're, you're way more, you know, together and way more confident or you're enjoying the show more and it sort of just breezes past. But some moments, you, you know, you're looking at that song on the set list and, you, set list and you know it's two songs away and you're just looking at it going, oh, fuck. Cool. <laughs> heavy heavy goes. period of the set list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> Keep it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, but but the, over time, that all that all comes down, and it all becomes manageable. But there is a definite period there where it's fresh as hell, and it sucks. Oh man, but it's cathartic to get it out, right? Totally. Well, it's like I was saying. That's that's the beauty about the healing part of it, and uh, very grateful. That it's there. If it wasn't, I'd hate to see what the other <laughs> the other option would be. Oh yeah, so lucky oh, we've God. got music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's a weird balance, isn't it? Because I think you have to feel well enough or confident enough to express yourself properly about perhaps not being very well or not or being vulnerable. It's such a weird balance when you're songwriting about something that's really intense. That's my from my personal experience, anyway. Yeah, it is. It's that, it's that line, isn't it, where you're like, all right, I know I, I know I need to say this. How do I say it? I think I say it like this. And once you actually see those words on the paper or whatever, and you're like, oof, okay, do I, shit, am I ready to do that? Is that a good thing? Should I do that? And that's where you got to sort of, I guess, lean into your, your buddies and the guys in the band and go, look, it's all good. Um, it's, it's a good thing. This is a good it's a good reason this is here as in not fair enough it hurt to get here but to get this out it's going to be a good thing it's going to be all good you'll be fine you'll be fine yeah just tell yourself just tell yourself that have your band members ever gone "Mm, maybe don't say that particular thing every once in a while depending on what that is but to to be honest it's actually the other way it's usually me going oh nah (laughs) (laughs) not not okay with saying that and they'll be like oh yeah yeah, but like it's at least you're being fucking honest. At least it's good. Like you know, if you if you can find a way to get there, man, that's this is gonna be solid. Like really, really yeah. cool. So it's and all that is is just you know a bit of encouragement to be okay with fucking telling how it is. You know. Yeah, totally. That's really nice that you feel like supported and encouraged by everybody. Yeah, I guess that's why you're still a band. Yeah, because if you weren't, you'd be like, "Well, I'm gonna do something else." <laughs> totally, yeah. And we've been a band for a long time, long time. Yeah. Do you feel like, um, because I realize your bands had quite a lot of success, do you feel like with every album the pressure builds to keep the momentum going, or do you feel like happy just to be working and to be releasing stuff? Yeah, the latter. There, feel just feel content and feel very happy um, that we still are doing what we want to do and for the most part we still do it how we want to and, and whatnot and I, I just don't I mean there's, there's those natural pressures that you're aware of I guess but they're very small voices for us I think these days I just don't know how much they fucking matter like mm. I think we're still doing it we're still doing it now it's still a, for us a really good thing I think 
you just got to live it and love it a bit. If you, if you had have asked us, like when we started the band, man, I thought we would have had the best, you know, kick-ass four or five years of our life and gone out and just killed it and crushed it and partied and done all that. And then it would have just disappeared and we all would have gone and got jobs or whatever. Mm. And now you fast forward so many years and here we are and it's still a thing. It's like, right, it's still, it's still yeah. pretty good. <laughs> so, That's so good. People are still yeah. listening. That's yeah, great. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bananas. I sometimes worry that, you know, bands that have had that kind of success start thinking about their audience more than they should. Yeah, I think that's a slippery slope because basically if, if you can just find a way to keep the thing in, the, in that, that core of whatever is there producing what you feel is good stuff, if you can keep that the focus and love that as much and keep that as um, healthy and be good to that as you can, I think that's always just going to work for you and crowds are crowds, man. They change, they come and go. People love and hate all sorts of things so you can't... That's true fucking never get into the game of trying to please a, please anyone put it that way it's not it's yeah not, not with gonna, music no it just doesn't work it does not work yeah. yeah yeah that's very wise um i have a very random question whenever i see a band that has a self-titled album i often wonder if they regret putting it at that point in their career and what made them do a self-titled album at exactly that point do you wish that you'd saved it? No. Tell me about that decision. Is our self-titled our third record? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. No, no, I don't think so. And it's a very good question. And I'm, and I'm just <laughs> processing it now. I think what I do, what makes sense, what I like about the fact that our third record is our self-titled, that was such a formative time for the band it it really solidified i think what birds of tokyo could be or was going to be Um, because it was it was a hard record to make the band was very tested through it we recorded that in all over the world and it was just a journey to get there um but ultimately something the band it's one of our probably our favorites if you ask the band i think collectively we'd probably throw uh, had around that one so super important mm. record and i'm only saying that in retrospect at the time i have no idea why we called it that that was the self-titled one but if if i think about it that one pretty important record for the band yeah that's so interesting because i i often think people do it when they feel most themselves or they feel like they've had a breakthrough as a band um, or they're lazy but i i feel like mostly it's the breakthrough thing and then i wonder like isn't every album that so then, you know, isn't your last record, Human Design, like the most personal and the most meaningful at this point? Oh, yeah. And then it, shouldn't that have been Birds of Tokyo? <laughs> well, I yeah, know. I mean, it, totally. I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. I mean, that would make it easy, right? If it was just like self-titled one through to seven yeah. or whatever, it would just yeah. take the pain out of labouring over titles for record, wouldn't totally. it? God, that stuff, stuff does my head in. Oh, my God. Who yeah. comes up with your titles? Um. Oh, it's really me. Uh, usually, a guitarist Adam is good. Westy's a bit of a, a bit of a painter sometimes with stuff. He's good with a bit of a wordsmith. And I think I play footy with Westy. Yeah, Westy's right into his footy. Huge. He's an avid Pies fan. Massive. He played the the Reclink Community Cup in Brisbane, which I he also did. He played he, a bit on. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's he's right into it, and he's 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 a big part of um, Auskick there in Brizzy and his local community. So he's amazing. His daughter just started playing. Oh right, yeah. I was really confused why he was in Brisbane. I was like, I thought everyone was in Perth, but then I guess you're all over the place now. Oh, it's been that way, jeez, oh, for years, from nearly nine years. Yeah, there's two lads in Sydney. Uh, Westy's in Brisbane. Glenn just came to Perth. He was also in Sydney, and I was in Melbourne there for years and now I'm back in the southwest. Yeah, so. right. How's the situation with people coming from Sydney for the grand final? Do they have to quarantine? Absolutely. Yeah, oh, so um, Westy, as soon as we got the offer and the offer was solid, he literally had to wrap up what he was doing in Brizzy. He's got a, like a business over there and some other things and literally jumped on a flight and he gets out of quarantine on the day we go to rehearsal for the grand mm. final. So that's going to be down to the wire. And Sparky was in the middle of, uh, uh, was moving um, at the time. And he, I think with his, his quarantine wouldn't have worked out. He would have missed the grand final. So, um, um, yeah. So what's happening? We just do it as a four piece. Oh, yeah, we've done right. it. Well, we've, we've toured as a four piece dozens of times. It's, um, it's not much difference except that we you, you definitely feel the absence of Sparky um, on stage yeah. and whatnot. But it is what it is. We've had to find ways to get around it because we got boned in the as soon as COVID hit. Like we, we had a bunch of shows and stuff going around, and as we've had the opportunity to try and make shows work in the last eighteen months, we've been boned by borders. So we've we've yeah. it's happened to us a few times. We've had to figure out how to do it. Oh, that must really suck for him to be missing out. Yeah, yep, it is a bummer. Yeah, but then again, you got it. You got to hand it to Westy too, who is like done. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm like, hey, what? <laughs> you you gonna come and do the two weeks quarantine? You know, we're only playing like three songs. He's like, done. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a really big deal for a footy fan to play the grand final. Is like, that's a dream. Oh, yeah, he would do miss it. it. He would not miss it. No. <laughs> no, you full full props to him, ho. Yeah, that's great. Are you a footy fan? I am. Yeah. Who's your team? Yeah. Uh, Eagles. Eagles and a team. Mm-hmm. Been, oh, back when I was a kid, I kind of half-assed was watching the Eagles and not really into it. But over the years, it's definitely taken a big bite out of me. I got a soft spot for North Melbourne. I lived in North Melbourne for a long time. Oh yeah. Um, and watched a lot of North games. Uh, but yeah, Eagles for sure. That's a thrill then to be able to play AFL Grand Final. Oh, it's going to be huge. We will be losing our brain. Like we've just got to keep it together through the first half, <laughs> do the show, and then yeah. we can tear the lid off it. Get then, shit-faced. And have a good time, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, I can't get wait. Get fuck-eyed. Yeah. That's my favourite term. Yeah, get, get fuck-eyed. Fuck How good is that? <laughs> um, so Australian, speaking of Australian, I am um, a friend of mine who played in Australia and Afterwards, someone came up and went, "Cunt of a band, get fucked, good on ya." Cunt <laughs> <laughs> of a band, get fucked, good on ya. Oh, it's so oh it's God. so like, there's so much happening there. It's like, oh, did, was that a dig? No, he likes us. What just happened? You know? This is my favourite thing. I was like, so you could good. not get more Australian than that. I love that shit. Hey, like, God, I'm so ocker at the best of times. Oh, I just well, love it. It does something to me. I'll give you 10 bucks if you go up to Eskimo Joe <laughs> after they play and say, kind of a band, get fucked, good on you. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. 
<laughs> I'll do that. I love it. I love it. Do you, I even wrote it down in my phone notes because I was so excited. Yeah, I'm going to have to re-listen to the audio of this later and just, just yeah. cement it in, in my head. <laughs> do you ever write random things in your phone notes? Oh, God. You should see, like, what is the... Oh, geez, what is the last thing I put in my notes? Like, just the most random shit. Do you want to share a couple? I'll I'll share if you share. Cool. What have I got here? Oh, there's a lot of... Oh, there you go. Don't know what this is. It's just title, spaghetti, and then three things. Chips, watermelon, celery. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds like a grocery list. Yeah, but to what? What? <laughs> What, what, what am I cooking? What is going on there? I've got one that just says um, stamp out quackery. <laughs> <laughs> what? What is a quackery? What is a quackery? What does that those mean? Poor, those poor ducks, what did they do to, to deserve a, a stamp out? You know? Oh, it has this other classic one. Just in case I ever get hacked, I've just got like, uh, it's. It, I've got like a, Top secret, and then in bracket it just says master pa- master passwords, and I've got like all my passwords like all in one thing. It's like if anyone ever gets into this, like yeah, just just hack my life, just go for it. But That's probably not a great one to share on the no, podcast. It's terrible, <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah, and there's a whole bunch of other random shit. A lot, lot, lot of lyrics. Lot of, yeah, I got lot a lot of, of lyrics on mine. Yeah, I don't know what stamp out quackeries. That's a I don't know what I was trying to do there. Oh, God, I wish our brains could, like, you know, when we do get chipped, and it'll happen one day, I'm sure, we'll, we'll, we'll have a chip. Your phone will be able to split off your drunk ramblings and just put it into a folder. And some of the <laughs> totally. drunk notes and texts and shit, you can go back to that and go, like, what is going <laughs> on there? What was happening? <laughs> hey, I'm going to ask you my last question, which is the question that I ask everybody. What is your strangest show experience? Uh, at a sh- there was a show, I think it was a show in Melbourne y- years ago. Um, the, you could sort of see out to the crowd and you could just see this, I could see this dude, what looked like in low lighting, a leg. He was just hanging, he was just, you know, sort of throwing up a leg and having a good time and bouncing around, dancing around with this leg. <laughs> I remember seeing it going, what the hell, that looks like a leg. Anyway, fast forward, I think the leg at the end of the show got thrown up on stage and it was a prosthetic leg, right? Like, and we were like, Oh no. I was like, What the hell? Where'd that come from? And I think it was, and it looked like it had, it had toured, this leg had toured quite well because it had a whole bunch of like band signatures and stuff and blah, blah, blah on it. Anyway, so I think we scribbled on it at the end, but then sort of gave it to, of course, we were heading off stage, like, give it to security. What do you do with this leg? Go, blah, blah. Anyway, sure. the gig came and went. And then I think it was like a few days later. It popped up on our socials, probably on Facebook, I think it was. There was the, this dude just holding up the leg on. that was my leg. This was my leg. And thanks for signing and all this sort of stuff. And he's sitting there super stoked. Uh, I thought that was, that was quite random and quite weird, but very cool. Did he want you to sign it? Yeah. Not sure. Well, I think we just followed the lead. I think there was already signatures on it. I think we just sort of went right, for it. Right, right, right. Good question, though. <laughs> Didn't get, didn't get a chance to ask. You're like, well, fuck, now someone's drawn on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and now it's ruined. How much is that thing? Oh, it's only like eight grand worth of a leg. Oh, fuck. I wonder who else's signature was on I it. I can't remember. It was, a, it, was a, it was a while ago. 
Imagine if this is an experience that like Jimmy Barnes has had and he signed the leg and then, you know, Missy Higgins had it thrown on stage and she signed the leg. And then I just imagine like that happening over and over, nobody really knowing what to do. So they just sign the leg and give it to security. Yeah, so Maybe that's the thing. Someone kicked it off. I'm just glad that he got it back. Yeah. And then he'd just be cruising around with the, with the one leg. It, it, it would suck. It would be really sad if you <laughs> lost your prosthetic at, at a gig. <laughs> it really would. Yeah, that was quite random. I th- I, and I hope he's still. I hope that cat is still out there doing it. I still hope he's out. The gigs he, the gigs he loves. He's just like, here's the leg. The yeah. leg's coming. <laughs> Chucks it. Throwing yeah. it at Bernard Fanning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for talking to me. I had such a fun chat. Same. This podcast is rad. You're rad. This has been awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And um, uh, good luck on the weekend. I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be huge. It'll be one of those things where like, you know, there'll be so much built up around it in us as a band. And, you know, those things, they come and go so fast. You walk out there with all this anticipation and it just flashes before your eyes. And then basically you're walking off stage and you're like, oh, crap, I can't believe we did it. So yeah. I think in these things... You'll remember nothing. Yeah, so you just got to enjoy it like every second because it goes quick you know well i'm gonna watch it and look out for any um weird like in-ear monitor problems oh yeah totally <laughs> if you see me go I, I very very rarely touch my ears but if you see me going from a pack i've cooked it i've cooked something okay. yeah, yeah yeah for sure <laughs> can't wait yeah we've all got the inside scoop now yeah, definitely all right you legend thanks for that see ya um,